Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And this is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly for October 19th, 2023. This is episode 72. What I do here is I look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics, and I bring it to all of you. And here are this week's headlines. The Walking Dead comes to New York Comic Con to show their new series, The Walking Dead, The Ones That Live. Wheel of Time season number three, what's in store? Gargoyles coming to live action and those that passed away. That and much more. Variety reports that The Walking Dead, The Ones That Live is the tentpole series that has a lot of Walking Dead going. The Rick and Michonne series revealed plenty at New York Comic Con this past weekend. Jadis is returning, played once again by Pollyanna McIntosh. Terry O'Quinn has a role. He'll be playing Beale. Matt Jeffries will play Nat. And as announced previously, Leslie Ann Brandt will be Pearl. This is kind of like what the official statement is. It actually is the official statement. Rick and Michonne are thrown into another world built on war against the dead, and unlikely a war against the living. Can they find each other and who they are in a place and situation unlike any they've ever known before? Are they enemies, lovers, victims, victors? Without each other, are they even alive, or will they find that they too are the walking dead? Scott M. Gimple will be the showrunner, the teaser revealed that New York Comic Con shows Rick killing walkers and uttering, I tried to get away, while Michonne is dressed in what looks like armor. Now, I'm not sure what this other world is, but I am sure that it does come out February 2024. There's more Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, so stay tuned. At New York Comic Con, showrunner Rafe Judkins of Wheel of Time says Season 3 will focus on Rand and Perrin. According to Tor.com, storylines will focus on The Shadow Rising, which he called one of the best books in the series. We will see The Forsaken. We really felt like The Forsaken are an incredible part of the books and wanted to bring them to the forefront in Season 2. I've seen some very serious commentary online about the Forsaken and who they might not be in the show, but I can confirm that we have cast and put on a set a Forsaken you have not seen in the show as of yet. Look for Wheel of Time on Prime Video. Deadline reports that Gargoyles comes to live action from Annabelle's Gary Doberman, who will serve as the showrunner. The reboot centers around Goliath, the last of the heroic race of gargoyle warriors who once lived among mankind. He's free from a centuries-long curse that turned him into stone. And boy, we all have problems, right? Goliath struggles to solve the mystery of his past while watching over modern-day New York City alongside police detective Elisa Mazza. Interesting. Looper reports that Lucasfilm Publishing has announced a Thrawn and Vader team-up at New York Comic Con. Thrawn will star in Thrawn Alliances, adapting Timothy Zahn's novel of the same name. The story will feature a team-up with Darth Vader. 
Zahn will co-write the comic alongside writer Jody Hauser, Star Wars Thrawn, and the cover art is by Rod Reese, who did New Mutants. The first issue arrives in comic book stores January 2024. And speaking of new books, Mace Windu will get his own miniseries written by Mark Bernadine, who was a past guest on this podcast. Sci-Fi Talk Weekly continues, so stick around. Screen Man has a story on the Superman movie problem, which is always having Lex Luthor or General Zod as the main villain. Superman in Lois has shown villains like Morgan Edge, the Eradicator, Bizarro, I love Bizarro World, that was so cool, Parasite, and Bruno Mannheim, among others. However, many of these villains have also been given altered origins. Even My Adventures of Superman Animated, which I love also, has dived into the Superman gallery of villains as well. So they're kind of taking the lead there. Hopefully, Superman Legacy is listening. And here are some details on The Batman Part 2, releasing October 3rd, 2025. No other confirmation on casting other than Robert Pattinson being the Dark Knight once again. Now, the ending of The Batman set up potential alliances with the Joker and the introduction of the Court of Owls as villains in Batman. Ooh, that would be cool. Spin-off shows are going to be focusing on the Gotham Police Department, Arkham Asylum, and the Penguin are in development. We know that Colin Farrell is going to return to play the Penguin in this series. And also at New York Comic Con, Matthew Vaughn spoke about a kick-ass reboot, according to Inverse. Kick-ass changed people's perception of what a superhero film is. We're doing it again, Entertainment Weekly reported. Vaughn said that none of the other characters from the other kick-ass are in it, although we'd like to have them back after the reboot. I can't really talk about it, but it's fun. Also at New York Comic Con, Matthew Vaughn shared why he quit X-Men The Last Stand, according to Deadline. This is quite a story. One of the main reasons I quit X-Men 3, and this is a true story. Hollywood is really political and odd, he said at New York Comic Con, according to Screen Rant. I went into an executive's office and saw an X3 script. It was a lot fatter. I asked, what is this draft? They were like, don't worry about it. So I grabbed it and opened the first page and it said, Africa, kids dying from no water. Storm creates a thunderstorm to save all these children. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. And I said, what's this? This is the Halle Berry script because she hasn't signed on yet. This is what she wants it to be. And once she signs on, we'll throw it in the bin. And I thought, you're going to do that to an Oscar winning actress who plays Storm? I quit. I thought I'm mincemeat. Another reason for me that this is not my favorite X-Men movie, and I'm being very, very kind. So there's 15 Marvel heroes that are kind of in response to their counterparts at DC, according to Screen Rant. Here are a few of those characters. Nightbird, really in response to Batgirl. In the reality of Heroes Reborn, Gwen Stacy becomes Nightbird. In this reality, she never met Spider-Man, was instead taken in by crime fighter Nighthawk following the death of her father. Dr. Spectrum, his counterpart is Green Lantern. Joseph Ledger was an ultra-patriotic hero who slaughtered an alien threat to Earth, including shooting off Thanos' fingers when he gathered the Infinity Rings in the Heroes Reborn reality. 
Dr. Spectrum wields a power prism, which gives him the same construct-generating powers as Green Lantern. He doesn't have the same moral compunction against grievously injuring or killing his enemies. Hypernian is Superman, the last of Mephisto's Squadron Supreme clones. Hypernian has long been Marvel's go-to version of Superman, although he's not the only one. Hypernian is one of Marvel's strongest characters, and this was dialed up in Mephisto's Heroes Reborn reality. There, Hypernian can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Juggernaut, burn the Hulk to ash with his heat vision, and flew through Galacticus' head, seemingly with no effort. However, he wasn't totally invulnerable. There is more at Screen Rant that you've got to check. Deadline reports that Francis Lawrence has Hunger Games regret that he split the last two movies. I totally regret it, the filmmaker told People. I totally do. I'm not sure everybody does, but I definitely do. What I realized in retrospect and after hearing all the reactions and the feeling of the kind of wrath of fans, critics, and people at the split is that I realized it was frustrating, he says now, and I understand that. He vows that the new prequels will not be split, including the upcoming on November 17th, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I'm happy to report that the 10-part uh, series on El Zorro, uh, it actually had a premiere at the Grand Auditorium at the Palais de Festivals, with the screening of the iconic franchise's reinterpretation following a Q&A with the actors. It's written by Carlos Portela, Yero Velvet Collection, and directed by Javier Quintas, Money Heist, Jose Luis Alegria, Toy Boy, and Jorge and Jorge Saavedra, Mr. Smith and Mrs. West. Set in 1834 Los Angeles, against the backdrop of an emerging world in which different races try to live together. It follows a new version of Diego de la Vega, a landowner when in disguise, the masked hero of the people. After the killing of the previous Zorro, his father, De La Vega cuts his studies short in España to return to California and avenge his death. And lastly, these are those we lost. Lara Parker, who was the witch Angelique in Dark Shadows, passed away at 84. I first spoke to her when she wrote Angelique's Descent in the late 90s at a Chiller Theater convention, as a matter of fact. And we were recently in the theater with Catherine Lee Scott about a documentary with Dan Curtis. I noticed that she was a bit frail, but still engaging as ever before. I'll have a compilation of both those interviews later on Sci-Fi Talk and considered her on-screen rival, Catherine Lee Scott, a good friend. They did some Zoom readings with co-stars David Selby and, of course, Catherine Lee Scott and Lara, and this was during covid uh, it was such a privilege to have met her. As a young lad, I would race home from school to catch Dark Shadows every day. Love the series. It was a very unusual type of uh, quote-unquote soap opera, but it really was a mainstay for me for many years, and it was sad when the series got canceled. And I had the biggest crush on Angelique, and then to meet her all these years later, and those beautiful eyes stood out to me. Credible lady, gifted, talented, and a loss, a personal loss that affects all us fans. Oscar-nominated Piper Laurie. She was nominated for Carrie and the Hustler 
She passed away at age 91 after an illness. Talented lady. From Lost in Space, Mark Goddard, who was Major Don West in the original series, passed away at 87 from pulmonary fibrosis. Billy Moomy gave him a warm tribute, called him his brother on social media. Their last words when they spoke on the phone, really poignant. They both said to each other, I love you. It's like a brother to him. Phyllis Coates, the original Lois Lane in The Adventures of Superman with George Reeves, passed at 96. She joined the series after the movie Superman and the Mole Men. But after conflicts with producers and future jobs that she had waiting, she left the series replaced by Noel Neal. What I thought was wonderful is that she played Terry Hatcher's mother in Lois and Clark years later. And Suzanne Somers passed away as well, didn't do any genre work, but obviously we all fell in love with her on Three's Company. She will be missed, and she lost her battle with cancer, that dreaded mm, disease. I hate it. And, well, you can enroll for a free lifetime membership at Sci-Fi Talk Plus with early release, exclusive and uncut episodes. Just click on the link in the show notes. It's free for a lifetime. There'll be some special features on there, too, that you can only get at Sci-Fi Talk Plus. And that is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, Episode 72 for October 19th, 2023. I'll have a special edition coming out this Tuesday on Star Trek News, along with my Thursday edition returning as usual. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks so much for listening.